stingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash If you really want to see something trashy, look at this Throw it in the trash, throw it in the trash MMD, this is Jason This is another Garbage Cast Conversation Of course, I don't know if that's what we're really calling these or not, but uh, another installment, I guess. Another installment in the tome that is the uh, Garbage Cast Conversations. I am sitting in my hometown, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37075. I came down here today on Saturday, January the 14th, 2017, to uh, see my father, to take away some stuff uh, from my parents' house. I'm still cleaning out the attic, but that is not what's important. What's important is where it led me, because I did not know what I was going to talk about for this week's installment, and as I drove past the place that I am sitting outside of, I said, wow, I think I'm going to go there on the way home and uh, record a quick segment, because I have an idea. And the idea is first jobs. First jobs. Now, your first job may have been in the family business, because that's, uh, you know, that's where... That's what often happens if there's a family business. You probably probably started there when you're eight or nine, you know, you didn't realize you should be getting paid. Who knows? Who knows how that worked out? Not for me, though. My first job was at the Kroger Grocery Store in Hendersonville, Tennessee, on East Main Street. And I'm sitting in the parking lot of the Kroger Grocery Store. I worked here between my junior and senior year. So this is my job before my illustrious position at the Taco Bell uh, for many years, uh, following starting the following May, uh, this is where I worked uh, from May of uh, 1990 until July of 1990. I worked here at the Kroger. My job title was courtesy clerk, and what that meant is I bagged the groceries. Typically, uh, I helped out with other little odds and ends, uh, cleaning odds and ends, sometimes moving a little bit of stock around. But the majority of the time, I was bagging the groceries taking the groceries out to the car uh, for customers, we had this special uh, cart, you know, it wasn't like, a, wasn't like a shopping basket, it was like this upright two-level um, uh, basket where we would put all the groceries and then kick it back like a hand truck, and we would uh, push it out to the, uh, to the car with the customers. Sometimes the customers would tip, sometimes they wouldn't, that wasn't really an expected thing at the time. Um, and then we would bring carts back in. You know, we would be on cart patrol, bringing carts back in from time to time also. We alternated that. Uh, we each, uh, we, you know, when we came back in, we would go to the station that didn't have somebody. You know, somebody else would be on the way out with groceries. We would uh, take their place, and we would bag the groceries. We had to learn about bagging groceries. Eggs do not go under, uh, you know, boxes of beer, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I still, I use the skills I learned here at the Kroger many years later. Now, how long has it been? 27 years. 27 years this May since I had this job. And um, I still use those skills because when I am at Walmart and I put all of my stuff up on the belt, I put it in the order I want it bagged. Because I think if I put the bread at the end, the eggs at the end, I, you know, if I put uh, all the meats and stuff together... Uh, that that's how they'll be bagged, and typically I'm right. Typically, you know, if you get somebody who knows what they're doing, the things will be bagged correctly. All the canned goods together, stuff like that. I just saw there was a YouTube video out there somebody had posted uh, from Reader's Digest, like 1965, and it was uh, all about bagging groceries. Uh, it was about checking people out, checkers, and these had this was the world champion checkers. 
uh, for like 1962, 63, 64. They were all giving their hints. And uh, they had to do all of the, uh, you know, the at the cashier stand at the register, which was manual. They had all these buttons, and it would be like a dime, a nickel, a quarter. And they had to figure out if the can said three for 33 cents or three for 59 cents, all this stuff. And then when they were done ringing them up, they had to go around to the back, and they had to bag the stuff. They were not separate baggers. It was very crazy. Here at Kroger, they had the convenience of scanning, uh, having their own cashier, and then, boom, us, the courtesy clerks, did the rest. Uh, as a Kroger employee, I had to be a union employee, the Union of Food and uh, something like that, Food and Grocery Workers. It was some weird uh, food commercial workers. I don't know. Whatever Kroger is, I think they are still a union. I had to pay union dues out of my measly paycheck, and it was minimum wage in 1990, which I don't remember exactly what that was. I think I got a promotion, not a promotion, but I think I got a raise sometime during the summer because I was working full-time and I was very flexible. Uh, The work ethic that I had, I guess, which I have gotten much smarter about in my older age, was I would work any shift, any time, any hours. This, This propelled me through my success at Taco Bell also because I would work... Uh, just multiple hours. I would work. I would work open to close if they asked me to. It was just crazy. But I had no life, also. So I had the flexibility to do these things. So it was. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, specific thoughts about working here at the Kroger. Well, there were a lot of hot days. The the grocery the parking lot is on a slope, so you go uphill to go to the cars. You come back downhill to go back to the store. Very odd setup. Um, so you could get on the back of the cart and basically ride down the hill back to the uh, back to the <laughs> store. Now there's two entrances. Uh, there used to only be one main entrance. Now there are two entrances here at the Kroger. Um, of course, I worked during the summer. I, like I said, I remember it being particularly hot. I remember the music being a lot of music from the 70s and 60s that they played over the intercom. Probably no different from today. I do remember one afternoon there was a power outage and the lights went out and we had to guide people out of the store with flashlights because you could not, there was not enough natural light coming through the front of the store uh, to reach all the way to the back of the store safely. So we had to guide people out with flashlights because I think the power was out for like two hours. I don't know exactly what had happened. I'm surprised I can remember these things 27 years later because I can't really remember much about breakfast or lunch. (laughs) So, you know, uh, a word of a word of warning to you. Don't get old. Sucks. And I'm not even old. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen, just just being how I am right now. I can only imagine. Well, no, really I can't because I'll forget about it by the time I get to that point. Um, let's see, specific things about working here at the Kroger. Um, well, I had, a, I had a friend I met here named Mike who also worked at Kroger. He went to the other high school across town, and we lost track of each other after the end of uh, my term here at Kroger. We uh, didn't see each other anymore. I don't know whatever happened to Mike, uh, but he was a nice guy. I think I went by his house a couple of times. I, you know, I think we went out and, like, uh, did crap. You know, I, I don't remember. He was with me the night that uh, the uh, boxes of tampons fell on me. Yes, that's right. Uh, we were in the back of the store. We'd been ordered to, like, move a stock around or do something I don't remember what it was, and we, uh, we were, I think we were moving paper towels or something. I, I don't remember what it was, but it hit something, and this whole uh, uh, big stack of boxes of tampons fell on me. It was, uh, I think it was my first or second uh, day here at the Kroger. So, um, yeah, scarred for life by, uh, by Tampax or whatever. Uh, is it Tampax? I, I can't remember. <laughs> whatever brand they don't probably, probably make anymore. Uh, that's probably what it was. Um we had the Barney's Cafe at the time, which was this little uh, restaurant inside of Kroger. 
Um, and uh, you could go in there and you could take your breaks, you could eat, and you could go there at night though, because I would work. I would work till midnight uh, some nights, uh, and you could uh, you could still go in there even though they were closed. But as an employee, you could go back through there and you could sit there and you could eat. And I had this terrible habit of eating sugar packets for energy. I don't know if I was not drinking coffee at the time or if coffee just wasn't a big enough thing where they kept coffee, you know, on the pot all the time. So I would kick back sugar packets. So dumb, so dumb. Uh, but I definitely uh, remember that. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of people coming in and out of the store. I, I, I do, I guess, uh, you know, the, a melancholy memory. Uh, my friend that I've talked about, uh, Stacy, many times on the podcast for other reasons, uh, would come in here. She would work. She worked at this restaurant. Um, now it's a funeral home. They tore it down recently. It, but the building had been there for a long time. It's, it had been multiple things over the years. But she worked at a restaurant called Quincy's, which was a steakhouse. Um, you know, kind of a, I don't know, a chain steakhouse. They had big fat yeast rolls. I remember that. I, I don't know if that was her first job or not. I, I just, that's, that's the job I remember. I'd go in Quincy's, she would be working and then uh, I'd be working over here at Kroger and she would come into Kroger and we would, uh, we would stand up front and talk about different uh, things going on with her. Uh, it was sort of a, sort of a reconnection, I guess, cause we hadn't seen each other much during the school year. And then, uh, she started, she was in here. It seemed like all the time. And it got to the point where that was what I would like look forward to as our, our conversation. I think she sat with me in Barney's cafe a couple of times and we talked about, uh, the generalities of life. Uh, and then when she passed at the end of that summer, uh, that's uh, that was my last day working here. I worked here my last day. I remember it very well. Saturday, July the twenty eighth, nineteen ninety. I came in the next morning after it all happened. I was getting ready to leave anyway, but I was going to try to work uh, a couple of more weeks in between things happening with school. Band camp was about to start. You know, that was about to consume my life. But I, I was done. I was done. I just needed the. I needed the break. And that was it, and I did not uh, I did not return to Kroger. Um, the cool thing about Kroger is we had ties. We had nice white dress shirts that were short sleeve. Thank goodness. I remember them being way too hot. Uh, the tie said Kroger on it. It was embroidered. And I don't know what happened to it. I, I smack myself for losing track of that and for losing my engraved uh, shift manager uh, name badge at Taco Bell. I had a gold engraved name badge with my name on it, and I don't know whatever happened to that either. I'm, I keep hoping as I clean out my uh, mother's stuff that I will come upon these things. Uh, I have a picture of myself in the tie in college. We went to some Halloween thing, and I wore my courtesy clerk outfit to the Halloween thing, so I still must have had a shirt, the tie, and the name tag. I guess they didn't take any of that stuff back uh, because somewhere I have a picture of myself uh, wearing all of that stuff. Very, very odd. But my, uh, wish I could find it all again, uh, just for old memory's sake. I, I was trying to think, is there anything else? Oh, the reason I really wanted to come by here, this will probably be the last time I'm ever here in the parking lot of the Kroger. The Kroger is getting ready to move. They've built a brand new one just across the street a little bit down. This Kroger will be closing soon. All those years of memories will be gone. I've come in here many times since. One person still works here from my days as a courtesy clerk. Her name is Myra. She's been here since 1978. She was at the old store. Uh, last On our last episode, I talked to you about playing Pac-Man up at the front of the old Kroger where you would walk across to go to the drugstore. That was the old Kroger. And Myra worked in that Kroger. Uh, and then this Kroger opened in 1985. And we all came over to this Kroger. Uh, I mean, you know, all of our shopping was done over at this Kroger, and Myra was over there, too. She, she's been a constant all of these years, and I've always remembered. She, she always remembers me, too, you know, because I've come in so many times and said, oh, my goodness, you know, you're still here. But, of course, you're union, so it's probably good to stay in one place. 
I'm sure she has done quite well for herself in her many years, and I think she's management now. So good for Myra, but a, a good person, a nice connection from all those years. Hopefully I will see her at the new store. I'm not going in with you here in this recording because it is raining, and I don't really want to walk through a busy grocery store uh, with my uh, microphone or my recorder out. But yes, this one will be closing. So I don't know if I'll have the opportunity to go in again before they open the other one. It looks like it may be later uh, in the summer before the other one opens. But it is a much bigger store and much more modern. And they need that to compete with the Publixes and the Walmarts and everybody. So there you go. I, Like I said, I, I still look back on some of the skills when I'm checking out at different places, you know, you absorb something from every job you've ever had. I would say the most um, learning I ever did in a job, though, was Taco Bell. But that would be another segment for another time. So there you go. I guess you can talk about your first job or early job experience, however, however you want to spin it. Uh, I will throw it back to you. Uh, this has been Jason uh, from Up in the Sprain, your correspondent, your garbage cast correspondent in Tennessee. Mmm. Yeah.
in some small cubicle spaces Or get thrown down in the basement Get to sleep the confiscated You constantly waiting for a paycheck Twelve months pass by and you still ain't get paid yet Here's an optimistic motto If you ever late for today You can say you early for tomorrow Most nine to fives are hard Cause the description of the job Ain't no picnic in the park People get hired Drink coffee to stay wired So they don't get tired Sleep late and get fired You came in late Ain't no need to discuss it Just take this job and shove it Right between your buttocks Take this job and shove it I ain't shrunken here no more Take this job and shove it I ain't shrunken here no more Take this job and shove it I ain't shrunken here no more Take this job, take this job Take this job and shove it Take this job and shove it in such a long time my batteries died um this is the mmd it's the beginning of my segment of the garbage cast conversations i think going forward that's a good title i want to want to call it um i'm just here at shoppers world in brampton in the parking lot i've been running errands pretty much for the past hour and one to three hours let's call it that i've been trying to acquire dog food uh, for Tilly, who's in the back seat, so she's been in the car, um, and I thought that I had this segment all bundled up and ready to go, but it turns out the batteries died. So here we go, take two, hopefully the last. As I said, there's another garbage cast conversations for that. I'm sorry, it's not nearly the the same level of quality that you're getting from um, the up in this brain part of this duo. Um, so this week's topic is jobs, first jobs. Now, uh, I've been trying to get out of, I've been trying to wheedle out of this topic and, and force uh, poor Jason in Tennessee to record another segment um, to supplant this one. But it's Saturday. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. So... I might as well bite the bullet and just talk about work. And I know I've talked about this before and I've beat this subject into a dead horse and, and I, I'm, I know people are constantly asking me. I can't turn my head with this hat on. Uh, what's up with that situation? But let's talk about first jobs. Um, my first job outside the family business, of course, uh, was right after college. I worked at um, the Deer Leaders compound in Brampton in, in the head office. Um, 
it was like four or five years ago, maybe more. So hopefully the statute of limit, uh, limitations applies. So I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I worked for Loblaws Corporation. And I know I'm, I'm trying to get a job at one of their banners. Um, so maybe they will come back and, and say, no, no job for you. But again, this is an unlisted personal audio blog so it's unlikely that they would know but whatever um so I got out of there fresh out of university or got in there fresh in the, out of university I got full disclosure I got the job through connections um having zero training in the field at the accounting department um and my job was to open the mail, catalog the invoices, code them with the numerical coding necessary to have them inputted. And I was like a clerk um, or like a data entry clerk, I guess. Because my job was supposedly to open, sort, and maybe enter invoices. But being that there is like information that constantly changes or is store specific you constantly have to go and dig out what the correct coding is and then make sure you did it and you had stacks and stacks and stacks of mail that you would just open from like nine o'clock sometimes i would stay there for hours and hours afterwards to try and and make a dent in this unending mail stream of invoices to the to the point where they eventually just you know gutted the entire department and uh replaced it with a a computerized system but yeah that was my my first job and i had all sorts of inferiority complexes about it um i didn't really enjoy it i i wasn't really equipped for that kind of work so it was not easy and I did not enjoy it in the least however I mean the people there were great I, I've had a lot of work friends and that's where I met my lady friend so not all of it was bad it was just I was just so ill-equipped for that job that it it wore on me because I, I, I had all this anxiety and, and complexes about how inept I was however after a few years they decided that I wasn't the right fit and I wasn't but that's what I learned from that job I learned a lot about working professionalism um, being accountable but not taking blame um, and Working a job that I wasn't, you know, equipped for and somehow managing to make it through four years, I figured out how how to escape by. And that, those are great skills that I, I take constantly and apply to every job that I've since worked. So that's it. My first job in, in a nutshell. Um, hopefully this does not get back to the dear leader and I can get some uh, prescription and dental benefits.
So this has been the MMD. Uh, this is mm, the completion of my portion of this garbage cast conversation. I hope it lives up to the half that up in this brain has um, sent me, and I hope I can squeak this out before the end of the week and and make my one podcast a week deadline that I've self-imposed. I don't give a fuck what you think about scheduling and and, and anticipating and having a, a something to look forward to as you, the listener. I put this out solely because I want to try something new and I do it mostly for me. So let me get going and off of my other errands. I just, if I didn't record this now, I would not get this done at all. So, let's just say another garbage cast conversation is in the can. Dump it.